Were you just humming the theme song? Theme song. <laughs> yeah. Theme, 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 theme. Welcome. Okay. Welcome. This is Nothing Lasts Forever, the podcast strictly only about November in the music video. That is not true. Strictly well, and only? Well, that's just our You can't you say that we every... To, we have to have right. a brand, Tara. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say loosely. No one's going to tune into the loosely, the podcast loosely about November rain. Well, the they're not going to, they're not going to tune in either or Robin. It doesn't. Um, who could never anyways, be sure. My name is Robin. I'm Tara. And we're TNR and we talk, we're talking GNR. And November so, rain. so Robin in three weeks from today, I'm seeing guns and roses in Los Angeles, but, but you're not going to be there. Why? Because you ditched me. Are you, can you be more specific and explain? I was actually just complaining about this uh, to my brother that um, you bailed on concert tickets that we've had, I've had for two years, two years. (laughs) And so two years ago, two years ago, two years when when we're blackout drunk on New Year's Eve and we buy Black Crow's 30 year shake your money maker anniversary tickets. Hey, they never also- did we imagine that, gu- that that we would that we would be so deep in this Guns N' Roses two years later, so deep in this Guns N' Roses world, A and B, they'd be playing on the same night in Los Angeles post COVID, post pandemic. Yeah. They, I mean, so- you can't you can't hold it against me that I'm choosing to see Guns N' Roses over the Black Crows, can you? I mean, are you really them other places? I was just it's fine. Um, so so who are you going to take bail on the black rose? I know you're not. I never expected I you. I I'm know going, who's going to go. With I'm me. going to the Guns N' Roses uh, L.A. show with my sister. Um, we're going to use her as a um, fill in Robin. Yeah, that's true. So but yeah, I don't I don't have any if any. The problem is like I don't think that going to old man black crows concert is going to be fun if you don't like the black crows or like don't have like any concept of them. Does your brother not want to go? Uh, no. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't know if people like, like the Black Crows. I'll figure it out. We can yeah, you figure it out. So I didn't, if anyone wants to go, I got an extra ticket. Come yeah. on in. Uh, <laughs> 31 year, 31 year, shake your money maker. You know, you know that they like actually fully. So it, Black Crows, this, the backstory too is everyone said that Chris and Rich would never like talk to each other ever again. This tour was never going to happen ever. And then they put up all those teaser billboards. Remember? There was, yeah, they were all over Virgil Village. They, for some reason, teaser? really went for Virgil yeah. Village with that. Yeah. It was real these, weird. It's, it's, oh my God, it's so funny. It started just as a billboard with just the crow yeah. image. And I was like, I know that crow. Yeah, we know that crow. I know that crow. And then like a, a couple of weeks later, sort of they spiraled out of control from had, there. Um, the tour announcement. So it was huge. And it was going to be the Shake Your Money Maker 30 year tour. Shake Your Money Maker came out in 1990, right? Is it- 1990. Yes. 1990. <laughs> and yeah. um, and uh, it was then, supposed to be last fall. It was supposed it to be in September. Anniversary. So they're playing the Shake Your Money Maker in its entirety, plus the hits. Right. As if the hits aren't just on Shake Your Money Maker. But no, you know, there's a ton. Oh, <laughs> they, no, they've, they've got they've got they've got a few hits there. But, you know, this going going back to, album. you know, brothers not talking to each other. I mean, yeah, this is the oldest rock story in the book. They I know said it's about Slash and Axel. They said it about Liam and Noel, but those guys have held firm on their hatred yeah. for each other. So they thought Good for that, them, they thought that Chris and Rich would help hold firm. But, you know, mm-hmm. what happens? Money, money talks and suckers walk. Money talks and suckers walk. Yeah. But anyways, so it got postponed. It's got postponed at least twice. Um, and it's, it ended up getting, yeah, there it's, it ended up getting scheduled on the night of the GNR show. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm sorry if I'm choosing to see guns and roses over the 31 year shaker yeah, money fine. maker anniversary tour, you know, if I, if I could be different, if I could have had it differently, I, I don't would. know if I would want to see not in this lifetime more than once. It's like, I, I can barely watch it on YouTube. Well, so. T- talk to me about that on August 20th when you are dying to hear how the GNR show at Bank of California Stadium was. Well, we're already seeing them August 27th. So I'm saying I just there would be twice. Are well, you, it's always were you just 
threatening that you wouldn't tell me what the what it would be like just, after with, with you're like talk to me after like what are you talking no, about i mean like you're gonna want to know you're gonna want yeah, to of course I and i want to share them with you yeah no I, but, but, it, but it's in my nature to do. see multiple shows on a tour that's kind of something i do Sure, 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 sure. It's just one of the things I do. Um. Anyway, so we're back. This is episode 51. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, and we're streaming live. I think we're figuring out how to use Zoom. I mean, <laughs> you could say that we are on Zoom. If yeah. that counts. I mean, we didn't, we did fuck it up last time. Yeah, we did, whatever. Yeah, so anyways, maybe we'll get it right this time. We've, I've had... A shitty, a rough one the past week, 10 days or whatever. This is, this podcast is still, uh, you know, this is late. We're sorry. Uh, We didn't post an episode Thursday morning, but uh, it's because I'm still coming through my breakthrough COVID Mm -hmm. diagnosis and I'm feeling almost, I'm feeling I am just not sick today. I am stunned how sick you got with this breakthrough COVID. It was really stunning. It's, you know, uh, Robin, just so, just so we are clear, Robin is vaccinated. She got COVID anyways, and she was very symptomatic. And, you know, this is, this shit is no joke. Um, Get vaccinated, you nerds. Yeah. Get vaccinated. I know it was, um, it was surprising. It was really surprising. Not mild it was, but I would say don't be scared. I saw someone post. They were like five out of ten. Five out of ten is how bad it was. Ten out of ten. I would not recommend getting it. Like it wasn't that that bad, but like well, no. I mean, it's just like the flu sucks. Even having a cold sucks. I mean, being sick sucks, Mm -hmm. especially being sick in the summer when it's ninety-five degrees outside. You know, it's it's a bummer. I have like shit to do. Is the problem? Like we all we all got shit to do. I I think like yeah. I mean yeah. I got to get your nails done. You know yeah. And we couldn't do it. So anyways, um, we're back in. Yeah, it was a rough couple weeks. We're getting back to it. But Mm -hmm. I thought Tara because to kind of you know like pep us up to give us a little gift, a gift of an episode. I thought today would be a great day to do the Diz man. Ah, Dizzy effing Reed. We're going to talk about Dizzy effing Reed today. So you wanted to surprise me with this info, but that's not really fair because I didn't get to do any Dizzy research. I do the research. But yeah, but I mean, I still want to like, you know, obviously fact check some stuff because you, the, the internet lies. We need to like double check our sources Two, you know, I'm a fan of the D man. Yeah. Okay. So Dizzy Reed, let's talk about, I know a bit about him. I can talk so, about him a bit off the top of my head. So when we first got into this podcast, we didn't really know about Dizzy Reed. Yeah. The unofficial li- looking back or listening back to those first episodes, we t- do talk about him because he's on their Wikipedia as a member and he's Dizzy, credited Dizzy was Rain. discovered and admired by us pretty early on. Yeah, but it was it took us a while. There were I think a several the period of the beginning of the episode we talked about the five members of Guns N' Roses all the time, including Izzy, and then we came to realize that we were totally misinterpreting the video who even wrong Izzy was. Times. Yeah. We got Izzy wrong, but then we got um these other players that are on stage that we kind of, I think in an initial viewing thought they were maybe just like, like background supporting for the most part, sessions. they were except yes. for Dizzy. Except for Dizzy Reed. Yes. Yeah. And it, it was a realization for us, not from the beginning that he is uh, the sixth, sixth guns and roses i mean he's not even the unofficial sixth member he is the he the is official. a fully fledged member of guns and roses yes yeah. fully fledged fully fledged mem- member of guns and roses since pretty much since use your illusion i mean yeah he came oh, on for use your illusion and dizzy longest running member aside from axel dizzy reed is a longest running band member yeah besides from axel and yeah and we adore him absolutely Absolutely adore him. And we call him the Diz Man, the Dizzle. Um, he's dizzy prominently on the keys, dizzy on the bongos, prominently featured in November Rain. He mm-hmm. both um, does like some cool like live shots where he's kind of headbangs. Does he? Yeah. I feel like he headbangs. 
Yeah. While yeah, I mean, he's, the keys. he's got good hair. You know, he gets really into it when yeah. he's playing the keys. Yes. And then he, he feels also, the music. Is at the wedding? He does this thing at the wedding where he like cuddles up with um some, some woman. Yeah. Yeah. And um, he, so he's like prominently in the video. And uh, he also is at the bow. In, but you know who's not at the bow? Storm. Uncle Matt. Uncle so, Matt. So, uncle. They didn't invite Uncle Matt to the but, bow, but, but they invite Dis. The bow was totally staged looking back at it because, yeah, we'll talk about it. But, mm-hmm. you know, the Diz, he's in the scene. He's like dancing and he's telling like a big joke. It looks like Diz <laughs> is like telling a joke. Do you know what I'm talking what about? It, yeah, I wonder what it is. He's just telling a story. He's like telling a really animated yeah, story. Yeah, but he's like the se- at the center of the table God. up and out. So, you know, and I've so- always <laughs> thought about Dizzy, you know, because I know there was like some turmoil when he was brought in the band because Slash didn't want him. They were like, why do we need this guy? But I think that everyone loves Dizzy. So he's a pretty innocuous figure. Am I wrong? Yeah, I think people are innocuous. I don't think like I don't think it's the same as other people. I think everyone loves like, I don't know, Matt Sorum or Zig. No, because they fired fucking Matt Sorum. They don't love Axel anybody. filed. <laughs> Axel fired. So there's everyone and then there's Axel. Right, so that yeah. is like there. OK, so in that case, Axel does slash. Absolutely loved Uncle Matt because they went on to form Velvet Revolver yeah, with him. But, we but, were hey. talking about Uncle Matt in the last one. He's uh like he's been in like every band. Everyone like like he's everyone likes most, him. Yeah. He's yeah, a very see, respected, sought everyone after. Likes Matt, but I think this video makes it seem like everyone likes Diz. So let's get into it. So here's my first question though. Do you know his real name? No. I know, right? I never I was considered like, no that he idea. had one. Never even, know. You know what? I don't even know if I want to know. No, take a guess. Daniel. No. David. No. It's Dieter. weird that you keep saying a D-A because it's dizzy. D- but it's, I just said Dieter. I know, but I'm thinking there's not that many D-I names. Dieter. Dick, Richard, I don't know. No idea. His name is Darren. 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 Arthur. Darren Arthur Darren Reed. Arthur Reed. Huh. So... Yeah, the thing is he so one of the the origin story is he was a keyboard. He was in some other band. The band was called The Wild or Wild. And they had a practice space next to the storage unit that Guns N' Roses was living in uh, before they got signed. And which is on like Sweester something. It's gone now. Oh, actually, maybe it's there. I can't remember. No, didn't we try to find it? And it's it's totally gone. Oh, it's gone. On Sweester and Sunset. Yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah. Anyways, so he that's where Axel became friends with him. And they were just like familiar practicing in the same area, hitting the strip and all those things. And then Axel always knew he wanted a keyboardist. He always wanted to bring keys into the band. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I've read a couple different reasons for why he's wanted to bring keys into the band. He one is. I read something that it helps with your pitch as like a singer. So to keep you in tune, to keep you in tune. Uh huh. And he saw that Mick Jagger had a keyboard. Oh boy. Yeah. I read that. That's it. That's all it takes. Huh? Axel. Well, Mick Jagger has one. All right. Well, I guess that's why Mick Jagger has it is for the things he, I guess there's some story that they talk about and Axel witnessed Mick, Jagger. Well, we did that whole episode when they're like performing like yeah. doing those shows. Yeah, that weird song. Yeah, they did a bunch of shows together and he saw Mick Jagger be a dictator of his own band and like do all this shit and the way that this story was written, I think it was the Stephen Davis book. It's like Axel like he saw like his goals of like, oh, you can dictate be a dictator. So this is what it band. means to be a rock star. Yeah, or to uh-huh. like whatever. Yeah, so right when they after Appetite, and they were going to start recording Use Your Illusion, Axel called up the Diz Man and mm-hmm, said, mm-hmm. join my who band. Else would, who else is there? Yeah. Join my band. Wow. And yeah, like you said, the other boys hated it. Yeah. Well, so, they knew they knew it was going to change the trajectory of the band. And like, you know, on Use Your Illusion, rock which, and roll. Which, is, which is a record I love, even some of those most like rocking songs like Locomotive still has a minute long piano outro. Really so you heavy. You have heavy piano on locomotive, a 10 minute long song. You have heavy piano on a strange in November rain, also almost 10 minute long songs. And I, I mean, 
You think Slash and Izzy wanted to fucking record 10 minute long ballads, like multiple ones on their two disc opus of an album? The piano, though. But yeah, Axel was playing the piano, but it was to to create that full sound, Mm -hmm. especially live. And now we know they have three people on the keys live right now, currently. Including Axel or including Axel? Axel? Yeah, they have Melissa Reese. And Dizzy uh, we're not going to do a Melissa Reese. Hell no, we're not. Episode. That's so weird. sorry, That's girl. So uh, Slash particularly didn't like him. And actually, it was, I saw something that even like for the first two weeks, no one talked to him. He would just like they would just they were studio. just cold shouldering Dizzy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's not his fault. This is a dude who was in a band called The Wild, which I think was spelled with a w- Y. No, wait, that's Wild Stallions yeah. from Bill and Ted. But or- regardless, he's plucked out of obscurity and and thrown in. Like He didn't fight to join Guns N' Roses. He was selected to play in Guns N' Roses. He's selling one of the biggest bands in the world. And these guys are cold shouldering him. I mean, it's not totally the Poor guy. Yeah, you kind of feel bad for Diz. But then when I was reading through this, I'm... The things that I've learned about Diz are really that he is like Axel's. We've talked about this. Like he is Axel Rose's little bitch. I'll say it. Yeah. Or I don't know. He's he simps Axel Rose. He simps Axel Rose. Yeah. And he is in the band and uh, like to him, it's Guns N' Roses and it's just like Axel. Uh, one thing I read too is he just all these interviews they have with him and they like, do you ever think about doing anything else? He's like, I like once I was in Guns N' Roses, it's that was it. Why would you do anything else? He's got a point. So he just has been in Guns N' Roses for 30, 30 years, 30 years. Yeah. So he's also in a band called Hookers and Blow. He's also who is, in a band who's called playing Hookers soon. And Blow. We got to go. We got to get tickets Did you for that. Know, I didn't know till doing this research. Hookers and Blow. <laughs> it's a cover. It's a cover band even better Great. so cool i love cover bands robin i sent you the link for that we got it was tickets. like in december it's in december yeah it's in a long but guns time. and roses fans are gonna i'll look it up i'll look into it yeah and uh for all we yeah. know we're gonna be deep into a lockdown in december yeah things are fucking going now it's a cover band which Sweet. i thought is really dope and i think i read something that they won like best cover band hell yeah they did yeah siffy chick dizzy reed of guns and roses one thing that's really also funny that comes up about Dizzy always is they always mention like that he's been inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. With so he got, Yeah. But like, I don't know. <laughs> like, it's kind of weird. I mean, good for him. Good for him. He's been in Guns Rose for 30 years. He's yeah. on, you know, more albums than not. He's only not on like one record. He's probably like the world's most like unknown rock and roll. Rock like, Underappreciated rock and roll hall of fame inductee like i mean i think there's a lot of like adjacent members of a lot of these bands like you don't know but the six gun the six gunner the six gunner the if two gunner number six uneducated eye no one would know yeah 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 so uh (laughs) i think that's so fascinating i read a bunch of things so a lot of the things that i thought was Really crazy. So I found all all these interviews that he did. So these are straight from the Diz man's mouth. And so, okay, here's like an interview that he did. And they're going, this is 2004, maybe. And it's at Cornell. And this like frat boy was interviewing him. And it says, he says, what is the status of Chinese democracy? He says, I know what you guys know. He goes, what do you think of Slash? Oh, he's okay. What are your views and opinions on Velvet Revolver? I think their T-shirts are cool. Those are some pretty good answers. What are your thoughts on the Da Vinci Code soundtrack rumor that there would be a GNR track on it? Oh, God. Have you ever heard that before? I haven't heard that. And he goes, guess who had it? I don't know anything about it. So, like, going through this interview, he's like, the 30 years in Guns N' Roses, but he's just like... Acting like he doesn't know shit. No, he he does. You know he does it, though. He does not. Yeah, I don't no, think he does. No, I don't he's think he just, does. Totally. He doesn't know shit. They don't tell him shit. Yeah. He's no one knows like, at that period of time. It, like we said, it was it was DBA Guns and Roses. It was the Axl Rose show. And, you know, it was just a rotating cast of characters, except for Dizzy, who was a constant. Yeah. Somehow. Um, so, oh, this interview is really crazy, too, because he goes, the interviewee says, who was better for Axel, Aaron Everly or Stephanie Seymour? 
And the Diz man says, you know, this is a degree of privacy and that's his own personal business. That's a great answer and also a weird question. And Dizzy wasn't really around much for he wasn't around at all for Aaron Everly. And I think yeah. Stephanie Seymour was imploding by the time he, he came around. I think he I think uh, maybe for a little bit of Aaron Everly. No, Aaron, they broke up in 1990. And yeah, Dizzy didn't. Dizzy was like, yeah, 89, 90. It's so hard to say. It's hard. The timelines are all fuzzy. Um, and then this is so 2004 interview. He goes, I hear that Axel's still having trouble getting over his break breakup with Stephanie. Because in what year? Could, 2004, I think. So 12 years after the breakup. Okay, go on. Yeah, and he says, because he perceived her to be perfect for him. Is that true? And the Diz man says, I haven't heard him talk about her in quite a while, but it could be true. It's his personal relationship. <sighs> Weird. So this is like, I want to get back to that. Axel Rose has not got over Stephanie Seymour. As of then, 2004? But fill out his fantasies? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that he's like succumbed to a life of like, I mean, his life partner is now the Brazilian cleaning lady. Mm -hmm. And um, that's that's, you know, he's given up on the models, really taking a downgrade. I mean, maybe I maybe maybe she's a good person. World coming back open, maybe August 19th, Terry, you might be able to get backstage. I don't see how that's possible at all. But are you saying that I'm Axel Rose's soulmate? Is that or that uh, you could hook up with him? Oh, I, I think if given the opportunity to hook up with Axl Rose, no doubt he would go for it because I would throw myself at him in a way that he couldn't refuse. But it's getting there. It's just getting there. That's going to be difficult. But I do know where he lives. Yes. I don't know, man. There's not a, there's not enough Viagra in the world to help a guy like Axl Rose these days. I'm so he goes, damaged himself. Oh, the person says, uh, what's the story behind the 2002 tour abruptly stopping? And he goes, sorry, I can't talk about it. So he's in like an NDA about the 2002 tour stopping. So here's something that I read several places. Wasn't that because of Buckethead? Like there was multiple reasons. One of them was because Buckethead got sick. But then then the rumor is that maybe Axel used Buckethead as like a scapegoat. Uh, That sounds like something Axel would do. Yeah, it does. Right. That I've read in several interviews. Dizzy thinks that the best Guns and Roses is 2002. <laughs> Several I mean, times. I, th- I think, here, I think because in 2002, he is the second most important member of the band <laughs> and he's not being outshone <laughs> by fucking Duff and Slash on stage. Yeah, yeah of course, of course Dizzy prefers 2002. He goes, I think Guns in a Roses. lot of ways, it's a better band than the old band. Oof. The best band. The lineup that we had in 2002 was the best band that I've ever played with. All right. Whole perform- performance. Which, which lineup, bro? Like there were five. He says in specifically the like, headliner. Yeah. All right. Tommy Stinson, Buckethead. That, that um, was kind of like, yeah, the original Chinese democracy mm-hmm. before it all started. Yeah. Lineup. yeah. That was the, that was what was, was supposed to be the whole record. Yeah. Yeah. How crazy is that? But yeah, you are absolutely right. It's because he. It's his time to shine, baby. God. Okay. So, um, and yeah, I read all these things. He thinks that Axl Rose is pretty funny. Um, I think that's true. He thinks he's, okay, he's a good friend. He's a pretty funny man. A lot of times before we go on stage, he tells us a joke. Oh. A joke he just heard or something he read that he thought was really funny. Oh, boy. Okay. (laughs) All right. But no examples from the diss? No examples of the joke. I'd love to know what. Um, yeah, all right. No examples of the joke. Okay, but I wanted to look at, there's this really weird fact that I've come across in my research, and I, but I can't further explain. It has no further explanation. So it says it on his, um, on his Wikipedia and then other places. It says, let me read you the quote that it says on Wikipedia because it's like totally... It says that Reed did uh, the untraditional thing. He did the untraditional thing and joined a fraternity chapter of Zeta Psi in 2006. He joined a frat in 2006 at Reed Cornell? took the unusual step of seeking admission to a college fraternity well after the traditional age of inductees. That's what it says. 
It's bizarre. Yeah. So in Cornell and I was like, what did he, what did he, was he attending Cornell? I looked that up. He didn't go to college. <laughs> yeah. You, you don't yeah. say, you don't know. fucking say. Cause like at first I was like, oh, maybe they're making him like an honorary bro. So, I mean, is this a kind of privilege being like a C-list a rock star will get you? You could just join for fraternities at the university of your choosing. I think so. Yeah. So he, okay. Cornell is so. Where is that? New Jersey? Where's Cornell? I think it might be New Jersey. I think Somewhere on the right. East Coast. Yeah. So uh-huh. like, but the thing I was trying to figure out, like, yeah, what was his connections to Cornell? And kind of the only thing I could find, I, I, I really think that it's just the frat bros wanted to throw a party and invite him. I think that's it too. They liked him and it they were like, like, bro, be an honorary. Yeah. Or like kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Yes. But you know what? He pledged. He did it. Wow. I wonder if he had to go. I wonder if he got hazed. And probably. Like, yeah. Um, he, he was divorced, right? We think we, I think we knew that he had, was in like a long-term marriage, but he has two daughters mm-hmm. and they're named, they're probably like, oh my God, they're like almost 30 now. It's so crazy. Everyone's Guns old. and Roses have 30 year old kids. Yeah. Um, one of the daughters name is Sky and the other one's name is Shade. I thought that was really funny. Huh. Shade. Sky and Shade. I kind of like that. They're like, not whether. Let me guess. Like, they're influencers. I don't know. I didn't get that far. Uh, Shade I need to look read. it up. Pretty sure. Yeah. The, the fraternity thing is so weird. Mm-hmm. It's very, very odd. Yeah. He must have been bullied in school or something. And then suddenly it's like it's time to shine and be cool. Can't really think of any other reason you would do that as an adult. Yeah. Okay. So I want to pull something up. Um, and he did do a solo album. And mm-hmm. it was called Rock and Roll Ain't Easy. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. So I'm going to pull it up and we're going to watch it. Okay. Are you ready? Yep. Got it. We're going. Oh, here we go. Inspirations and hopeless dedications come to me in the middle of the night. Here, yes, it is. But his hair is curling. You have left and gone. I heard this song before when we met a how to Yeah, I wanted to share that with you. I I didn't recognize him. Yeah, and that was... um, I didn't know his character. His album came out in 2019. Yeah, that's recent. It's called Rock and Roll Ain't Easy. And you know what was funny is I went to go look at... There's a front man on um, the keys. Like Elton John. Cool. Someone goes, hell yeah, baby, this is such a kick-ass song that I kicked myself in the head three times just to make sure it wasn't dead and in rock and roll heaven. The entire album is killer, too. I downloaded it on iTunes and use it for working out all the time. I love the video. Can't wait to get more Dizzy Meister on tap. Ow. Oh, is Dizzy, that plant? Dizzy is wrote that, plant? that himself. Yeah, I nobody know. fucking said that. What's that guy's name? Who did? Who said that? Uh, Spencer Crash. Right. Okay. Yeah, no way. <laughs> that was either guy from the record company oh, or Dizzy himself. Yeah, right? I, that's what I thought. I was like, okay, that is a little Because it's, it's so, a little over the top. Yeah, but mm-hmm. then, you know what? I'm going to show you something else. Okay, so Tara, watch this. I think that was knocking on heaven's door. It's it's not. It's not. No, yeah, it's yeah, it's not. Listen, like a little bit longer. It's um, Ziggy, yeah, it's Ziggy Stardust. 
Um, oh, but then he used into a melody for knocking on heaven's door when they do it. Wait, live. so it's Ziggy. They do a Ziggy Stardust cover. No, he just does the piano. So. Uh, OK, it's so he got a piano, piano solo. solo and Ziggy Stardust. I mean, he's just doing he's playing piano. He's just he's just playing he's just the jamming. song. He's on just piano. jamming. He's okay, jamming. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I I'm that's that floored me. Well, wait, you don't need to tell me twice that the Diz is a master on the keys. No. Well, but going from, because I went from rock and roll ain't easy. <laughs> okay. And I was like, this Point is the taken. worst thing I've ever heard. Yeah. But then you see this video and yeah. Dizzy fucking Reed is an incredible keys yeah. boy. Yeah. And mm-hmm. we, I remember we were like, give, give Dizzy a solo. He gets a solo. Yeah, he gets a solo. Well, gets I posted solo. on our Instagram that a strange solo that he does live. I mean, he's yeah, he's, he does a strange solo. Yeah, he he's he's a great musician, um, an Axl Rose simp. I mean, what else do we know? Yeah, so he's an Axl Rose simp. So everything that I've come into this, he he just loves Axl Rose. He does whatever Axl Rose state it says, including staying in the band for thirty years. Yeah. Including what do you think the, the cut bongos? for Dizzy is? So like when they're giving out That's this a good tour question. money, you know, because you, you got Axel Slash and Duff, right? The big three. Yep. You know, Duff's not making the same as Axel. No. Not like Slash is even making the same as Axel. Absolutely not. But then you have Richard Fortas and you got the Diz yeah. and then way lower. You've got um, Melissa Reese and you got Farrah on the drums. I, I mean, these are these are these are salaries that they give these people really good lives for sure. But like what what are we well, talking here? Diz gets some money because he is on, on Use Your Illusion. Yeah, yeah. sure. But and on the albums. Yeah. Yeah. Right? On the yeah. democracy and whatnot. But um, I think it definitely goes. I bet Dizzy's right after the top Duff. three. Yeah. Oh, well, for sure. But I just think it's a big jump. Well, isn't like, yeah, it might be a big jump. It wasn't the main reason why. Oh, no, that was Izzy. Izzy left the band because they were touring and they asked um, they wanted Izzy to get less money because he didn't run across the stage as much. Oh, boy. You know who got aced out of all this money shit is Gilby because he only Gilby appeared really on, got fucked. Gilby did do the user illusion tours anybody only appeared on the spaghetti incident. And, and no matter how successful those user illusion tours were not in this lifetime is one of the most successful tours ever. And one of the yeah. most highest, you know, he really got sore, uh, sore him too. Uh, Gilby is playing some show. Recently. Yeah. Do you think that they just didn't ask Sorum to come back to, I think this that lifetime or I no, I was probably doing something else. No, I think I mean, the guy that they brought in for not in this lifetime has been in and out playing with them for years and years and years. I think that when Axel fired Sorum, he was it was like sayonara. Like, and at that point, than- you know, at that point, Duff and Slash hate Axel, too. They form Velvet Revolver. Yeah. Duff and Duff and Slash probably still fucking hate Axel. But like we said earlier, money talks. They came back, but they didn't need Sorum. They don't need they don't need Uncle Matt. So. This is maybe my favorite thing. This exemplifies why Dizzy is an Axel simp. Mm-hmm. So one thing, on when Axel Rose recorded the Charles Manson song that was called Look at Your, what is it? Look at Your Life Girl or something like that. And he put it on the end of Spaghetti Incident secretly. The only people that played recorded on that was dizzy and then he got his gardener to play the guitar because slash because uh, no one to because well, i yeah huh so dizzy is the only one out there that's playing on the charles manson song with axel he's like sure axel yeah whatever you want to do buddy yeah i don't know i don't know like i <sighs> I mean, I guess he plays bongos on that. He plays bongos. I'm not on sure. That. It's like so terribly offensive to record a Manson song because, you know, Manson is an evil it, man, it, but so, but so is Phil Spector. I mean, we still listen to his music. I mean, he was gonna, you know, it was gonna set up and give him like royalties and Michael jail. Jackson. Uh, but still, I mean, same. What's the difference between Michael Jackson getting royalties, Phil Spector getting? I mean, these are a bunch of fucking dead people. But I just don't know how. Like, why do we draw the line? But some places, but we don't like draw technically other musicians and people that listen to like those are like pop 
pop songs. Yeah, you're right. I mean, they're famous for being Charles- musicians. Charles Manson's famous for being a killer. Yeah, and yeah, exactly. It's not, yeah, not the same that. as covering a Michael Jackson song, but yeah, and Manson was CI off anyway, so. Okay, so he's a good guy. <laughs> he was psyops. So, um, yeah. Man. Well, that's a whole nother. The gardener. That's like the weirdest yeah, thing. Who is so, this gardener? Carlos. Brazilian too? I bet he is. I don't know, but he got the gardener to play guitar. Did the guy know how to play? Manson song? Okay. Yeah. That's, and that's Dizzy's on the bongos. So that's, that's it, huh? It's just guitar, some bongos and Axel. Yeah. I've never really listened to it. Me neither. You? No. Um, interesting. Yeah. Totally interesting. Okay. So the next interesting thing that I found is his wife, Lisa Reed. Okay. She wrote a book. <laughs> wrote a book about being married to a rock star for 20 years. Okay, she lady. has a couple of self-published like eBooks on Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure those, I'm sure the readership is wide there. Oh yeah. Let me go. Yeah. So she has three books. This is actually very cool. She has a book called 15 years. She has a book called Sabre soul. And then she has a book called Ember's flame and guess how much Ember's flame costs. Is one for an ebook or a hard copy? I guess a paper, uh, the paperback. I don't know, nineteen ninety nine, two thousand four hundred thirty eight dollars and thirty cents. <sighs> There's like one copy of this book, Ember's Flame. Is it like Ember's erotic Flame. fiction? It sounds like it, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, I think it does. Look at the cover of it. Oh my god, these are totally like. Okay, I'm Lisa gonna... Reed by vocation is a sensational writer, but by profession, <laughs> a retired special education. I don't know. I just like you write the fucking coattails of your of your husband. Like that's not a personality trait. Okay, so here's like this synopsis of Sabra's soul. So from the heart of the California rock music scene comes a story of much more than just love and betrayal. Does Sabra know who she is? She thinks she's a loving mother and trusting wife, but her husband, Logan, a powerful figure in rock music, seems to be consumed by commitments to his latest band, 23 Mystique. Okay, let's stop there. <laughs> her, the fake band she made up is called 23 Mystique? Yeah. And it's not bad. Let's just talk about this sentence, though. Her husband, Logan. So Logan is dizzy. She says he's one of the more powerful figures in rock music. So she's saying Dizzy is a very powerful figure. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Um, Sabre begins to feel something is missing, to feel a yearning for something more. Is she too trusting and too slow to spot Logan's lapses in behavior? <sighs> oh, God. When Sabre meets a pop idol of her sub-teen daughters, things begin to change. She. Oh, I didn't read this part. She can't believe the attraction growing in her for this youthful... Okay, and also look at this, the very bottom, Robin. Health warning, this book contains (laughs) salicious sex scenes demanding, demanded by its setting. Salicious sex scenes demanded by its setting. Health warning, is that a thing? Health warning? I don't know, maybe you got to read this, Robin. It's $100. I'm not going to drop $100 on this. No, no, no. no. Um, But wait, also she's, like she falls in love with a, pop star so she falls in love with a younger pop well star falls her, in her, lust at least uh, well <laughs> who better than lisa reed with her access to the center of rock to weave this tense plot as it descends from the social world into the deadly serious if you're a successful rock star this is a book for you and if- <laughs> she's marketing it to rock stars <laughs> <laughs> that's why it's so expensive only they can afford it She's probably like, if, oh, if man. not, well, she's marketing. Read she's marketing a book to rock stars. <laughs> I don't understand why. And cool. then, okay, Tara, there's an excert. It's like it's like the Chrome Hearts of books. Lame. Okay, it was oh, a I'm, perfect I'm, California I'm Sunday that their thermometer read 82 degrees, and there was a cool breeze casually blowing through the trimmed foliage, foliage edging the guitar-shaped swimming pool. Oh, is he a rock star? If he's well, he- how would he's I know he's a rock star? How would I know? Tell that me he's a rock, a rock star, star without telling me he's a rock star. Yes. He has a guitar shaped swimming pool. Swimming Fuck. No one has a guitar shaped swimming pool. That's like not real. I do think I think Robin, I think the a pool at the Hard Rock Hotel was guitar shaped. Oh, maybe. So does he live at the Hard Rock? Which is uh-huh. R.I.P. by the way. And then it as goes. We discovered. Do you want to take this line? I, I don't even know where we are. 
mom, I'm hungry. Can we have lunch now? A small voice called from the pool. Me too, mommy. I'm hungry. Sure, girls, climb out and I'll have Isabel make us some lunch. Oh, look at this. A voice tinted with a Brazilian accent replied. No, Mrs. McAllister, just finishing up the laundry. You need something. So there's a Brazilian cleaning lady. There's There's always a Brazilian cleaning lady. This is the beginning of the first paragraph. And then she goes, wait, this is the first paragraph of the book. The first paragraph of the book, chapter one. And she says, yes, the girls are ready for lunch. Could you rustle up something? So, so far, we know that the kids are hungry. Kids are hungry. She's bossing around some Brazilian cleaning lady to the pool is guitar shape. Make lunch for her kids. And the pool is guitar shape. I don't know if we need to know anything more than that, Robin. We got a pretty, we got uh, a pretty full picture. We, of, we have to learn more Sabre's about life. Logan. Where was Logan anyways? The last day of summer vacation, he had promised the girls he would be home and take them for ice cream. As she went to pick up the phone to call him his office in Brentwood, the bells rang out, signaling an incoming call. What a sentence. He's taking the McAllister residence. She said huskily into the receiver. McAllister residence. That's what I like what I call my dad <laughs> on, on from my cell phone to his cell phone like three days ago. And it clearly says Tara calling and he still answers the phone. Paul says, speaking. <laughs> I know that's like my mom. Hi, yeah, dad. Goes, I, yeah. It's Tara. It's your mom. Yeah. Yeah. We know. We know. We know it's oh, a McAllister wait, residence. So, hey, baby. Logan McAllister's deep bass voice rang out, crackling through periods of static. Oh, hi, honey. I was going to call you. Where are you? The girls are waiting for their ice cream. Like what? It's awful. 23 Mystique just announced a fall tour. I have to go with them to the East Coast. I'm sorry, hon. Can't like right now. Is he leaving right now? They announced the fall tour and he's like, check it out. Can't take it for ice cream. So how long will you be gone this time? She asked her tone ace icy three days after that. They're coming out to L.A. to do the NTV Awards. So I'll be home Thursday night. (sighs) Wait a minute. Let me get this straight. (laughs) He's he's taking he's got plans. He's at home. He's in West L.A. He's got plans to take his kids out for ice cream, but he gets a phone call that he has a tour on the East Coast immediately <laughs> and has to take the next flight to New York. Yeah, it's what like, doesn't fuck? make any sense. God. And then he has to come back three days later after the tour for the VMAs for the VMAs. So we did a three day <laughs> tour on the East Coast. Not a tour, bro. She's a proud owner of a chain of four preschools in the area. When she became pregnant with Asia, she handed the operations over to her best friend, Cheyenne. Okay, here's a good one at the end. She sat down at the maple table where Isabel had made peanut butter sandwiches for the kids and Chinese chicken salad for her. Well, that sounds good. I'm hungry. Oh, look, she says rain smiled. Shady skies are playing the MTV awards show, Asia. That means Nathan Moore will be there. She said excitedly. Ah, Nathan Moore. Shady skies is like the fake band. And Nathan Moore is the guy that she starts banging. Yeah. Shady skies is um, that kid's name. The kid's name. Yeah. So that's a little Easter egg. Little Easter egg for the kids. Mm, Cool. So, yeah, she names names the, the band of the guy she's fucking in her sex book after their children romantic erotica i knew it was erotica it's it's in the rank of books it's seven ranked number seven million eight hundred thousand twenty five three hundred seventeen huh and in erotic books it's ranked forty four thousand two hundred and (laughs) twenty three so out of all the books all the books ever seven point eight million million worst book yeah or something checks out checks back checks <laughs> out oh uh, yeah so that is awful mm-hmm. but was a cool thing so she's it is cool. just she's just uh writing books about dizzy well i think that you you lose yourself and when you're like married to these massive figures like i was saying like your personality becomes being the but wife dizzy of, of xyz is a massive figure I know, but this lady's clearly fucking delusional and <laughs> she had to like f- have some kind of self-worth identity. She's like, well, I, I know how to spell and I like to fuck. All right. Erotic fiction. Boom. Done. Easy. A lot of like people like to like in their like middle-aged women get they into They love writing, erotic, erotic fiction. Fic- and writing it. You know who reads a lot of erotic fiction? Your sister. My sister. <laughs> yeah. She reads a lot. I know. That's actually like, the only genre she reads. Yeah. That's a, I think there's a lot of women out there that's, that's the it's only. It's very odd. 
genre that they read. So, yeah. But the other thing about this, like, but she's not wrong. So, right. So at the same time, Dizzy has been 30 years in one of the biggest bands, biggest rock bands ever. Yeah. He's been a consistent member. He's, you know, was a key player on Use Your Illusion albums and Chinese Democracy, two massive albums. And Spaghetti as a A. And Spaghetti Incident. You can't just skim over Spaghetti Incident like that. And uh, so that's like, those are, on paper, that is huge rock star shit. Absolutely. Massive shit. And of course, let's not forget, he was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall mm-hmm. of Fame. Mm-hmm. So he is a huge rock star. Yeah. But he's just, he's a, but at the same time, he's an Axel hanger on. Yeah. But then at the same time, he's incredible p- pianist. He's a parasite. He's, Would you say he's a rock and roll parasite? I think. Is that just. Slash would say that. I like that. Slash rock and would roll say parasite. that. Yeah, I wouldn't mind me. That sounds like a What's cool. I wouldn't mind being that it, at all. It like worked out for him. Because usually oh, for people sure. like do. So like the thing is, is, you know, maybe I wouldn't call him a rock and roll parasite. Because parasite implies that he's trying to like do something nefarious and like get something. Yeah, you're right. He's not. And he's not. I do think he's like Axl Rose's hitman or something. I I just think that there's just some like dark element to why they keep him around. You know, it's goes, you know, Axl Rose and the bodies I have associated with him. I know. Like out of what does it, what does Dizzy know? What dark, dark secrets does Dizzy know? Is he hanging over Axl's head? Something that happened on the 2002 Madison Square, Square Garden weird happened tour. <laughs> Madison Square Garden show backstage with, uh, who was it? With Chris That's Rock. Chris Rock. <laughs> Oh, my God. Is Are we putting that together? Is that why it ended? The Chris Rock? A lot was going on there. Yeah, a lot was going on. But like, yeah, he's just um, he's just happy to just be. Yeah. And just be the keys man. I don't blame but, him. He's yeah. got a good life. Yeah, for sure. He does have a good life. Yeah. We'll Which go I see the same for myself. Yeah, we're going to go see Hookers and Blow. Yeah. And find out for uh, ourselves. The cover band sounds tight. That makes me uh, dude, cover, cover very interesting. So tight. Yeah. Very interested in that. Yeah. Very. I love. And OK, so if it's called Hookers and Blow, are they like covering like like hair, hair metal and stuff like that? Or like, I don't know. I don't really know. Any, what is hookers, look and up hookers and Blow? The one thing I did read is they said people were like, oh, it should be the Dizzy Reed band. He's like, no, like, that's stupid. Let's call it Hookers and Blow. But it does say the fucking flyer says Hookers and Blow featuring Dizzy Reed from Guns N' Roses. That's the full title. This is weird. And every one of uh, the every one of uh, like its iterations, it I see Hookers ampersand blow, Hookers A.N.D. blow, Hookers N blow. Mm, they can't really? get it together. Yeah. Huh, maybe it's intentional. Uh, featuring members of yeah, quiet yeah, quiet riot cool. wasp. What? Yeah, yeah, we gotta we gotta see this. I, I gotta didn't, see wait. This. Did you know this? Prior to the pandemic, they played every Tuesday. Oh wait, catch them every Tuesday May at the Whiskey a Go Go. Last May or 2019? Yeah, I'm trying to f- find a song. It's another life, um, man. A song that they okay, the hookers and blow songs. Like, what are the cover? Uh, Ziggy Stardust. Hey. Ah, there it is. American Girl. No Quarter. That's a Zeppelin song. Uh-huh. Shaken. What is that? Is Shaken Eddie Money? Maybe. She oh. was shaking. Snapping her fingers. That song rules. Godzilla. Edward Who Money. Godzilla? Blue Oyster Cult. Keep going. Fight for Your Right. Oh, tight. Okay. Trampled Underfoot. No, that's something else. That's Zeppelin too, right? Yeah. Saturday Night's All Right for Fighting. Okay. Piano heavy. The winner loses. Don't know that one. I, uh, under my thumb, let's spend the night together. That's a good. Okay. A little Rolling yeah. Stones medley. Yep. That's cool. All that I'm that, Robin, this sounds cool as hell. Yeah. I would totally. love to see it. Yeah. Absolutely would love this. Yeah. Um, oh, here's, here's a set list. Oh, I found a set list. All right. Oh, oh, damn. Ziggy Stardust is like their most played one. Okay. Then the, he does Dust and Bones. Oh, nice. GNR. And pretty tied up. Cool. All right. Those are the GNR ones. Uh-huh. Don't cry. It's so easy. Okay, so he plays Wait, a lot of GNR. He plays GNR. Is he singing? Ugh. God. Oh yeah, I know. Well, uh, used to love her. What? Yeah. God, that sounds so cool. Yeah, Saturday nights all right for Freddie and his Elton John. Mm-hmm. Do Helter Skelter, Freebird. Cool. Gotta do Freebird. I love it. Saturday night is a Misfits cover. 
Trampled Underfoot of Zeppelin. Oh, and he does the Star Spangled Banner. Yeah. What? Shaking is Eddie Money. <laughs> he does the Star Spangled Banner? That's on there. Yeah. It's a cover of John Stafford Smith and Francis Scott Key cover. Tara. Ugh. <laughs> weird. <laughs> that is weird. What's... No, I, never mind. Never mind. Never mind. What? That's just a weird thing to do. It's listed. Oh, they do a rose tattoo. It's oh, listed yeah? on the bands that they cover. Francis Scott Key. Wow. What rose tattoo song do they do? Um, I don't know. I can't find that, but it's just that was just in the. They probably do nice. Oh no, they nice do boys. nice boys. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. yeah, so they're cool. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So I think okay. So one question I have for you: If you when and when we get dizzy on the pod, what? Let's start thinking of what are the questions that? What are the top? Oh questions God, you, you can't put me on the spot like just like that. the top top things you need to know. I guess I would want to know his his favorite song to play live or his like favorite Guns N' Roses song. I would want to know. Um, I would want to ask him about Buckethead. Yeah. Do you think I want to know? That's an, I would no, say, but... tell me about Buckethead. I think did I would say, did you ever see him without the fucking bucket? I don't think he saw him without the bucket. There's no way. Well, I want to never know. You never know. They went on. They were they worked a lot together. I got hot in the studio. Yeah. God, I cannot believe after all this, like, because I was thinking the same thing. I can't believe that Buckethead just like keeps coming back. Never. He'll never go. And I don't ever want him to. shake him. It's so insane. I don't want him to go. It is absolutely insane. So, yeah. I also want to know, one thing we forgot to mention about Dizzy, he spends, there's a very great scene with him in Estranged. Mm -hmm. Where he's in the room with the girls. Yeah. He's in the room watching the TVs with the girls. With the girls. It's very weird. We want to know. I wonder if one of those girls is Lisa Reed. Maybe. Maybe. He also, because in November Rain, he has his arm around a girl. We didn't really get a picture of what no, wait, Lisa that's, Reed looked that's, like. That might be Gil. He definitely has his arm around a girl. Okay. Okay. He does a thing where he's like, he puts his like head. He looks like a sweet puppy dog. Oh, yeah. He's quite a guy. But Duff's our dog. Dizzy's our simp. Yeah. Oh, and also speaking of Duff, um, yeah. I would like Duff to. Just give my condolences and say rest in peace to Twirls McKagan, Duff's pug, who um, passed away the other day. Rest in peace, Twirls McKagan. Oh, God. Duff, yeah. Rest in peace. Rest in peace to that dog. He has so many dogs. So Yeah, they all got a lot of dogs. They all got to go eventually. So, well, that's... (coughs) Sorry, I guess I got to go. COVID's coming back. Yep, COVID's coming back. Um, we will see you next time. All right, bye. <coughs> nice.